0: what's up everyone and welcome to raise the geek your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies tv comics and gaming this week let's talk severance and what might be the best season finale ever and so much more this week on raise the geek but as always by we i mean chris and uh let's go We are back. Welcome, everyone, to episode 52 of Raised a Geek. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How we doing, man?
1: Chris, what is up today, my friend? Not even today. Tonight. Tonight. This may be <laughs> a record for us, uh, the uh, hour in which we begin recording. But um, The yeah, 10 man, o'clock,
0: just, the 10 p.m.
1: hour. Yeah, man, we're making it happen. You know, next week is some... Some holiday Easter holiday scheduling we're trying to work around, and uh, I'm traveling for work, and all these things are happening. So we're like, you know what? Let's plug in these microphones while we got an idea fresh in our heads. This show that we both just took in that um, we both really liked. So we wanted to talk about it. So here we are, late night raised a geek. No, I needed to talk about it. I needed yes. to talk about it because I've been I've
0: been talking. I've been telling people all week, hey you watch severance what's that i've sent the trailer to so many people because i'm just like severance and they're like i don't know what that is so
1: (laughs) you um, do now i'm telling everybody
0: i'm telling everybody what the show is and be like you need to watch this show and we are about to do a whole episode telling you why you need to watch this
1: show yeah, man, we we pretty much decided that we were going to talk about this with each other either way tonight, whether that was uh, over video game headsets, playing something together or on the um, podcast. So it was, you know what? We might as well just plug in the microphones and talk about it because we're going to do it anyway. So. Two birds with one stone. But yeah, I needed to talk about it with somebody because <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't find anybody in my normal day to day that can talk about it. That's what you got it. me for. That's what I got you for. And this is why we do this, Don. Yeah. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get tonight because I had my taillights stolen off my truck last you week <laughs> yeah. and I got my new ones today. And now I'm terrified that they're going to uh-huh. be gone in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know what? You sent me those pictures uh, a couple of weeks ago. I felt really bad for you, man. That's terrible. Yeah. That's like a newer, newer vehicle too. And it's already, uh already been vandalized. You've already been violated. By you know what? And- some uh,
0: I had a, I had an old 97 Ranger and that thing got stolen and picked apart. I had, I had the tailgate stolen. I had a gas cap stolen. I had someone break in through the back window and steal my radio and rifle through all my stuff. Um, I, that, I mean, that truck got picked clean and then I got a new Ranger and I was very excited. And like six months after getting it, it's like, all right, time to start stealing stuff.
1: <laughs> Bogus man. Now, like, the
0: dismantling my- of my Ranger begins. So now I just have to, I just, you know, wake up every 30
1: minutes, wake up every 30 minutes and you got to look out the window just to see, just to double check, make sure,
0: well, you know, I'm going to have to set up a, a dummy inside the driver's seat to sit there and set it on like a motor to turn and look around. And <laughs> right? Anybody drives by, in, like, here. Sitting in that car. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that that totally sucks, man.
0: Don, we got a lot to talk about. It's getting later and later. I know you took tomorrow off work, but I did not. So Let's do I think it. it's time for us to get moving because so much has happened, even though we're improving this, as we speak, a lot, we put together a, a lot to talk about. So we're going to get to that, but first make sure you like subscribe, follow this podcast and all podcasts and social media services. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter at raise the geek or shoot us an email at raise the geek at gmail.com. Hit us up with those reviews. We're looking for five stars, any place that you, Know that you can share the show, like the show, rate the show. Please do that. It helps take care of the show, helps us get our word out there a little bit more, and gives us the opportunity to do more for you.
1: Spread the word, boys and girls. Well, that's what it. you got to do? Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Hey, Stiller. Who, and who did that voice? Ben Stiller. Uh oh. Worlds can- collide.
0: Yep, that was why I thought it worked out well, because Ben Stiller, I don't know, directed a lot of episodes of Severance. (laughs) Had a lot to do with it, he sure did. Had a lot to do. Before we jump into some Severance talk, we had a couple quick things that popped up this week that I wanted to talk about and just ask some little simple questions about, because news just broke today as Warner Brothers just merged with Discovery, so it's Mm -hmm. their Warner... What do they call Discovery Warner Brothers Discovery or Discover Warner think, Brothers?
1: Yeah, I think that's what I saw.
0: All I know is they're going to raise my HBO Max subscription so I can watch House Hunters. And I don't know how I feel about that.
1: You're speaking a foreign language to me. I don't know nothing about no House Hunters. But <laughs> or... they'll,
0: they'll mix Discovery Plus streaming service, which is like Food Network and HGTV, a bunch of stuff I'm not going to watch. But they're oh, going to okay. make me pay more for HBO Max when they merge it in there. A bunch of Guy Fury shows
1: capitalism
0: capitalism damn it (laughs) uh but warner brothers coming out of this merger they were talking about how they want to overhaul the dc film division now don and i've talked about the dceu multiple 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 times and if it's your first time hearing us talk about it we're not the biggest fans of the dceu (laughs) or how it is handled so spoilers for that for past episodes but they want to overhaul the film division to have a singular vision. They want to have someone like a Kevin Feige, like Marvel has, to like oversee all of their properties. Now, my question, Don, is why does DC have to have a singular vision? So far, the everything that they've been successful with within that DC universe has been single movies. Mm-hmm. So why don't they why can't they just <clears> be like, hey, we're just gonna make more movies like The Joker or the yeah. batman or peacemaker you know like i know peacemaker was tied to the suicide squad which is its own thing but why why did why can't why, they just why, what's wrong with a singular vision or yeah. having standalone why does everything have to be connected
1: no yeah totally understand um the question and i don't know if there's an answer for it man i don't know it feels like it's uh it, it, it all just kind of boils down to maybe MCU envy still to yeah. this day, wishing looking over on the other side of the comic book movie world and being like, man, we wish we had what they had um, tried it once and it didn't really work out the way theirs did. And maybe we can get it right and do and like replicate that. And replicate some of that success over there but i'm with you i think that they'd be better served to kind of keep things the way they are i think that instead of looking to the mcu or whatever else star wars or whatever else you want all these connected movies and universes just like use the batman as your template this highly successful movie you just had um that will you know surely have sequels but isn't connected to any other film in any kind of messy way right uh fans like that stuff you know just make good movies like that so i you know i kind of wish they would go that route but
0: they have the biggest characters they have the biggest characters just make just make superman movies make batman movies right you you've started something with aquaman you know you have some stuff going out there just make movies just make quality solid movies don't worry about how they connect to other things because clearly you can't do it
1: yeah and i mean just imagine this robert pattinson batman talking about metropolis and superman's over there across the river i mean come on it just doesn't work like just <laughs> no just just do just make good films using your line of characters make your wonder woman movies your superman movies your batman movies and just have them be uh, so i don't know i don't know why the need for this uh whatever and i mean <clears throat> to do it to try to reboot it again after we've all seen what their first attempt looked like, it kind of just doesn't do anything for me. I'm just like, I, I'm not ready to sit and start from square one again with a DC connected universe and like watch them try this thing again that I already saw. didn't work. So um, I don't know, man, to answer your question, I don't know why they can't just make standalone movies. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Like Marvel Marvel pulled it off because they obviously started it way back, you know, and they started the first Iron Man movie with this plan. Like, Hey, we're going to put together Avengers. This is what we're going to do. Cool. It's a great plan. Nobody knew that plan ahead of time, walking in, like everyone walking into Iron Man, you didn't know until you saw that after credits scene where all of a sudden Samuel Jackson comes walking out and he's like, yeah, I'm Nick Fury and we're putting together the Avengers and everyone's minds exploded and then you were just like pumped up from there and there's no way the DCEU can set up anything like that at this point you can't like you've already tried and failed so now what are you gonna do like how would you even start it you know without being completely just obvious that that's what you're doing and then people are gonna be like they're gonna shit all over it immediately
1: yeah and and no, totally correct. Agree with what you said. You said it right. And then what do you do now at this point to just recast everyone again? Right. Like you have you have this Pattinson Batman everyone just loved. Are you gonna are you gonna go and get another new Batman? And like Aquaman and Shazam are have two movies that are, still aren't coming like soon. Are you just gonna say those don't have anything to do with the future right. of your plans already telling us like we want to kind of reboot but hey we still got these four movies in the pipeline please go see them even though uh we're we're abandoning the characters and the actors and everything i don't i don't know man i, I don't i don't get all that and it says they want to revitalize superman in there too i saw it was a thing like i'm for that but i've been for that for years um i thought you had the perfect casting in henry cavill and it's not his fault that he was just like in movies that weren't Superman, you know. Yeah, if they would have just made Man really of Steel 2, Right. Right. You know,
0: if we would have ignored the idea of doing the Justice League, just ignored mm-hmm. it. You could have had it as a plan, but don't make it obvious, right? And then right. if you would have if they would have made Man of Steel 2, and then they would have made Ben Affleck's the Batman, and you would have been like, mm-hmm. sweet, he's fighting Deathstroke. This is awesome. And and you introduce Lex Luthor and Man of Steel 2. And then you can, then you just drop an Aquaman movie and you're like, oh, sweet Aquaman. This is cool. And then you just kind of build it. And then you find your flash, your Flashpoint movie that you decide to do. We're going to do a Flashpoint movie. Cool. Then all of a sudden you're watching that movie and he opens up the multiverse and all these characters are there. And then you've merged them all. Like, and you have this holy shit moment, but you've had a couple Batman movies, you've had a couple Superman movies, and by the time you get to the Flash, you do the Flashpoint and everybody loses their mind, you know. But now it's w- what do you do now? Like I said, we're going to do Flashpoint next year. Does that even matter? Right. So it's, it, it just, I can't imagine, no matter who they put in charge of it going anywhere.
1: No, no, no. I don't see it. And, and, in- I don't have the patience to live to live through it and tolerate it and and whatever. So,
0: just give me Man of Steel two. Just give me Man of Steel two. That's all I really ever wanted. That's all I ever wanted from the DCEU was Man of Steel two.
1: Give me Man of Steel two. Let let Matt Reeves make his Batman franchise, and uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah, that's all
0: I really need. That's all. That's all we really need. (laughs) All right, done. Yes. Inter Things 4 dropped a full trailer this week and Uh announcing that they are splitting season four into two volumes as people Uh like to do but they're not making you wait too long for it which is good because volume one drops on may 27th and volume two drops on july 1st so you have like a five-week span to try to watch however many episodes the uh the creators the duffer brothers already basically said this is going to be the longest season that they have and that's why they're splitting it like that because netflix of course has the binge model so they need to uh drop them all on day one. So that instead of dropping 20 episodes on day one, they're going to split it up. I don't know if it's 20 or not, but you you get what I'm saying.
1: For sure. Uh, I hope it's not 20. That's a lot. But uh, yeah. It tends so a cool. lot. But uh, but Stranger Things 4,
0: Volume 1, May 27th, is also a very familiar date, isn't it? Isn't that uh, Obi-Wan? Isn't Obi-Wan coming out on May, man, May
1: 27th? Man obi-wan like we talked a couple episodes ago old ewan mcgregor came out and let everybody know that uh obi-wan was changing premiere dates from the 25th to the 27th uh-huh. uh with, with a two episode premiere rather yep. than a one so yeah uh stranger things season four and obi-wan are dropping on the same day nerds everywhere celebrate and um you know get your pants in a bunch because you're so excited uh which one are you gonna watch we- first Big day for the nerds, but for me, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of preface it by saying I like Stranger Things. Um For the most part, it's not like my favorite show, but it's, I've always enjoyed it and always, you know, new. I'm kind of grandfathered into that show is what I'll yeah. say. Like, I got to see where they go and where they finish. I think it's only going to be one more season after that, too. I think yeah. they said five was what they wanted to do. Um, but I'm also very interested in Obi Wan at the same time uh, to see Ewan McGregor reprise his role as um, Obi Wan Kenobi. But for me, man, it's got to be Obi Wan first. I think that one just has my interest a bit more. Uh, one because it's been way longer since we've seen any anything from that franchise or that character. Yeah. Than Stranger Things, and I don't know. Just I feel. Just a little more hype for that than Stranger Things Season 4. I do want to watch Stranger Things, and I will. But I'll get those two Obi-Wan episodes in first, I think. And then and then see what my Stranger Things Season 4 schedule looks like. How about yeah. you?
0: I know, 100%. 100%. Okay. Um, even watching the Stranger Things 4 trailer, I don't know what's going on in that. And I watched those three seasons, but it's been three years since Season 3. I didn't really enjoy Season 2 or 3. And... <laughs> I'm like, do I have to watch those seasons over before four just to know what the hell's going on? Because, man, (laughs) there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. And even like they were they were sitting and they opened that trailer like at a grave for someone named Bill. I don't know who Billy is. Who died?
1: (laughs) Billy was the (laughs) uh, Billy was season three. um, The brother like the the hard ass brother of the one new girl with the red hair see i don't remember any of the characters oh games. yeah that, that he that he was like stabbing kids in the beginning or something well like he was like the bad driving boy. the car yeah yeah, he was like the new bad boy and didn't he get possessed by one of the upside down demons or something he like became evil uh but then he like didn't and he sacrificed his life to save them uh i don't know it's it's been a while for me too i I'm, I, I will not sit and rewatch the seasons i'll probably just sit <laughs> and I'll put a recap on or something just to catch myself up. I do remember in season three, they spent a lot of time in the mall. That's like the thing I remember the most. I thought that was um, season two. No, wasn't. Was it?
0: I don't know. <laughs> All I remember <laughs> about Stranger Things is that they have... They put these kids in terrible, terrible situations, and you have all these monsters and you have all this craziness coming, and then you don't know how they're gonna get out of it. And then, oh, yeah, you do, because Eleven's just gonna walk in and use her powers. And that's what happened.
1: You got powers. Yeah,
0: just, I'm gonna use my powers. And she just always, so those kids got themselves in trouble, and then she would just kick down a door and be like, powers. And then it would be okay. And after like the 12th time I saw her do that, I was like, all right, I think I figured out your formula.
1: it's the 80s man the alien kid has to come save the day but uh i guess i don't know I watch
0: it it looks it does look cool
1: yeah the other thing i remember mainly about season three is like david harbour's character i remember was like an asshole to Mm -hmm. 11 the entire time like a bad parent i was yelling at her and like cutting her down and and winona ryder's character too he was just like really mean Mm -hmm. i was like dude this kind of seems like they're making his character an ass i don't know why they're doing that he's supposed to be like the hero of this show uh i don't i don't know but we'll see they all the kids look like they're about 25 years old now oh yeah when the show started they look like 10 year olds and now they look like full-grown adults yeah so yeah. uh it'll be interesting to see what they what they do but 100%. obi-wan first for me
0: 100 percent hundred percent it's done. we watched severance this week the finale was last friday so just about a week from when well over a week almost two weeks since when we dropped this show but severance finale you you talked to me on the last episode saying i needed to watch severance and i talked about it and then i got done from recording and i sat down and started it and i really didn't stop till it was over and Mm -hmm. watched all of it and by tuesday i was done with severance and ready to talk about it so (laughs) yep Let's talk about it. We are going to break this up spoiler free before the break here, and then we are going to jump full spoilers. So if you haven't heard of Severance, or uh, you're just interested in it or don't know what it is, we're going to talk a little bit about it and our overall feelings for the show. Clearly, you know that we both enjoyed it quite a bit. We did. We um, did. So that is not going to be a surprise, but we're going to go spoiler free here in the beginning, and then we'll let you know when we're going to dive into all of the holy shit moments that happen across these nine episodes of Severance now streaming over on Apple Plus. Totally worth the five bucks a month, ladies and gentlemen. Totally worth the five <clears throat> bucks a month.
1: And as we discussed uh, just briefly before getting on here, a lot of people, you know, we we ask them about this show or other shows on Apple Plus. Apple TV is it Apple Plus? I think it's Apple. I think it's TV. Apple Plus. Apple TV is the dongle. Are you Apple sure? Apple. I think it's I think it's Apple. Too. Well, one of us is wrong. We'll, we'll research on the break. We'll figure it out. The Apple streaming service. Um, a lot of people, you know, claim not to have it. And we were like, you know, what's funny is we think most people do if you own anything Apple over the past few years because they've been including a year uh, subscription along with Apple purchases. So that's like your phone, a computer, your iPad, your Apple Watch. So if you have one of those, you do have this. All you have to do is uh, activate it. Yeah. Chances
0: are, if you just go into the settings on your phone, it's probably going to tell you, Hey, you have a three month or a year subscription to Apple TV, (laughs) activate it now. And you say yes. And then you watch severance. So (laughs) pause
1: us. It's just that easy
0: and check your phone and see what you got. But we're going to talk about severance spoiler free. It is, as we said, a show on Apple, maybe it's Apple TV. I think it's Apple TV plus I think we're both right. No, dude. Dude, it's, I'm we, looking at the picture of Severance, and at the top, there's an Apple logo. It says TV+. Plus. I think it's Apple TV+. Plus. I think we're both right.
1: Can't we both be right? Let's just call it Apple from now on, because we don't know the exact way. All right. Uh, but might both it, right. Uh,
0: it stars Adam Scott, Zach Cherry, Britt Lower. Um, God, what's his name? John Toretto? Turturro. Turturro. We just saw him in the Batman Christopher Walken, a bunch of people that you know, Patricia Arquette, um, all kinds of different people and a lot of character actors that she'll be like, oh, I know that person. I love that person. Mm -hmm. And that is what this show is filled with. Um, Adam Scott plays a character named Mark, and Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. And when a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. And yep. This is a kind of super weird show. Mm-hmm. Kind of a hilarious show because of the people involved. As we mentioned, Ben Stiller's an executive producer and directed many of the episodes of this. Adam Scott's kind of hilarious. And I mean, he was on Parks and Rec, Step Brothers, pretty much every one of every comedy starring Paul Rudd, Will Farrell, John Riley. He, he shows up, up in all of those. Himself. Yeah. Um, So if you've seen a R-rated comedy in the past 10 years, chances are Adam Scott has been in it. And um, so it has that dry humor, kind of dark humor going on. But then as it gets going, it really gets, just pulls you in and you just can't stop. Every episode ended with a cliffhanger and you just wanted to see, you couldn't not. That's how I watched nine episodes in like two days because I couldn't not watch it. It couldn't, I had to know what happened. It was like a
1: Goosebumps book. I had to read the next yeah, chapter. And, 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 I mean, you kind of just put it right there because I was going to ask you, like, you've you've been on this show and said repeatedly you prefer a week-to-week show and not a binge show. And, I mean, this was a week-to-week show, but to you, you c- kind of consumed it as a binge show. And that just, I guess, would probably speak to just how much you were enjoying it and I had to see what was coming. You know what I mean? 100%. I, I, I experienced it in a different way, um, you know, watching it week to week, starting on the first episode when it premiered and being like, whoa. And I was hooked from episode one. So I had that time that week in between each episode to kind of like let them sink in and think about. So we totally kind of took this show in in two different ways. But, the end result is you loved it. I loved it. So we both got to the same place just in yeah. different ways. hundred you know? percent,
0: yeah, I don't binge too much very rarely do can I do I get through a show super fast, even though I just got done talking about how I watched Severance and Pam and Tommy this week, so apparently my <laughs> my, my, my my drugs are working and keeping me focused, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe 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 i'll grow into a binge person i'm sure there are some people who would enjoy that watch some stuff so if i if i come back next week and i've watched all of better call saul i became a binge person
1: he's a binger i'm a binger i don't Um, know man i i i feel like you too i like really love this this show um it's probably one of the the best show of the year so far to me um i'd have to actually i'd have to actually sit down and think about all the shows I've consumed this year but I mean I I, this one's got to be one if not close to one um it's just like you said it's a sci-fi horror comedy workplace show that just like is so many different themes all going on at once and they all kind of weave in and out together and there's a lot of intrigue and and mystery and twists and turns and um I don't know I kind of describe it as like imagine lost in a office like with some stanley Kubrickness to it and some uh just sci-fi i don't know man it's 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 a hard show to pin down if someone asked you like what kind of show this is you have to say about 10 different things yeah to, to fully describe the show um like you said it, it's funny when it needs to be funny it's dark when it wants to be dark um and it's you got sweet people sweet when it wants to be sweet and exactly it, just... it all that and <clears throat> Adam Scott uh kind of took the leading role here and he's he's never truly been like a 100% leading man he's either part of an ensemble or i mean this is an ensemble show too but he's like the lead lead in it for one of the first times in his career i think yeah. and it feels like You know, it was well deserved for him a long time coming for a guy who's, you know, pretty talented in that way. But we've kind of never seen him in a role like this. And I was pretty impressed um, with what he brought to the show. The entire cast, you know, kind of kind of brought something special. Each one of them to all their roles. You you know, Patricia Arquette, everybody kind of. Really, really delivered, I would say. I don't know man it's it's like a Damon Lindelof lost kind of show just with some sci-fi funny horror I don't know man it's it's hard to pin it, down it, I don't know it what really it is, is but I loved it
0: Yeah it's just it you nailed it down with the lost yeah. And and I was going to say that cuz I was going to rub some people the wrong way cuz I was going to say I loved Lost that was that's still one of my favorite shows that's not
1: controversial Um, that was
0: lost is fantastic yeah it's just a fantastic show and I loved the way that that show I love mysteries and trying to figure out what's going on and I like that weird mystery where you're like what is going on in this show and you don't know and lost was like the first mainstream thing that did that and they just kind of had that mystery and yeah I know they didn't answer all the questions or they didn't do this but you know what I, didn't, I never cared about that. It was, I, it was a fun ride of trying to figure out what's going on and just never fully knowing. And every time you get a little hint of something, three other things happen and you're like, wait, now I don't know. And that was what I liked about this one. That the show had twists and turns that I didn't see coming um, because they just had so much going on that when they finally gave you something, it blew your mind. And it was like you ended every episode like, what? Is going what on did I, in this what show. did I just watch what yeah. did I just watch what just happened oh my god I can't wait for the next episode and like I said luckily for me I just had to wait 15 seconds and the next one started and then sure. and I still watched like all of the previously on and I'm, I'm so ready to watch it again just because I need to like now knowing everything that I know I'm like all right I want to watch it again and see some of the interactions between people and it's just I love when shows like this come around and I love when they're done right and done well and not just like try to be a ripoff of lost or whatever else came after, you know, I know there've been tons of shows that have happened like this over the Mm -hmm. years and some are successful and some aren't and some are good and some aren't. And this is one of the good ones.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, Totally agree with you. Like a mis, a good mystery intrigue show. I'm with you is if it can capture my attention and, and keep me guessing throughout an entire season or an entire series then I'm sold on it. I like I like the feeling of when an episode ends me sitting there and having to sit with it for a minute, think about what I've seen, try to piece it together, like try to solve the mystery myself, even though, you know, there's never enough to, to know what's going on. It's just, a uh, that's how I like being entertained. So yep. when, when it comes along, like you said, when a good one comes along and you know, it, you know, you're onto something really special. And this is one, I don't think we're overselling it at all. Um, and another thing that i think really works out for this show is the um, the setting that it's in in like this workplace environment and it's kind of speaking to to some some of the way people feel today about like big corporations and jobs in general us as a us as a tired workforce you, you find any reason to like we want the power to be in the hands of workers and employees against um, against these big companies, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you, you can think of them. I don't have to name names of companies, but everyone listening knows, like, you know. And so when it's, like, the, the theme behind the theme in this show is a big evil corporation taking advantage and, and treating um, employees and people badly and what they can do to rise up against that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so and that, almost... that mixed in with everything else just... Also adds to the enjoyment of the show for me.
0: Yeah. And having just like, like you said, that commentary of rolling of, you have these people who are separating their minds. So they're going to work and mm. that's, you know, how they always talk about, you know, like work zombies or people going to work and you're just like, and you don't want to yeah. think about it and you don't want to go. And it's like this extreme case of where you could go to work every day and not know it. And then right. you just, you get in an elevator, you go up, and you check out. And then next thing you know, the elevator's opening and your day's over and you go home. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know how it's creepy, the idea of just losing eight hours. And since we spend so much time working, it seems like you're getting the shaft. Like, I feel like I'd rather be the people in the office, because Mm -hmm. like, we spend all of our time working the idea of getting off work at eight, or, you know, five, six o'clock, and then getting home at seven. And then it's like, all right, so my life is I just wake up, I eat breakfast, I go to work. And then I come home eat dinner and go to bed like
1: (laughs) right that sounds like you're only living half a life yeah but then you but then you think about the people inside and it almost sounds worse for them like the only life they know is eight hours Mm -hmm. they get in the they get in the elevator and the show does a good job of explaining like well they feel the benefits of sleep but they don't sleep yeah So, but it's like they have an eight hour day and they get in the elevator and, you know, snap of their fingers, the elevator opens and they're back to their eight hour day. Now they're not tired, but they haven't slept either. So it's just like a constant. Oh, yeah. And that, to me, sounds like the worst kind of torture. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I was the, the, this show calls them the innies and the outies. So it's for the innies, it's the ones inside the job. The outies is your outside life. The innies life, to me, sounds like the worst kind of torture I could ever imagine. Uh, only knowing the walls of your employment, your employer. Uh, whew, I don't know, man. I know. I, Neither one sounds appealing <laughs> to me. I would not
0: be someone who would want to be severed. Um, yeah, no, I'm, not I'm at cool. all. Cool, I'm cool staying intact of everything. I'm I'm cool with work life balance. There, <laughs> I don't need to, I don't right. need to blend it up. Um, another example, if you really like Black Mirror, this is, oh yeah, definitely. This is a very Black Mirrorish like uh, concept. Um, as we're talking about now, having those like background stories and commentaries, and just having that weird concept, and then they just ran with it, and it was it's really it's an outstanding show and you should check your phones now find out you got (laughs) apple streaming service and this should be the first thing that you watch um i think it's one of the most watched shows on apple and it's well deserved and they announced the season two is coming so i would have i would have just we're very happy about i would have freaked out if there was no there was no uh second season after this finale and we're going to talk all about that finale and we are going to spoil the hell out of the show because I can't, I can't
1: keep it in any longer. So yeah. If you've heard it, if you've watched it, stay with come us. Along. If I'm you haven't stay watched, it. stay with. if us. you haven't watched it, bookmark this episode, come back to it after you've done what Chris just did and binge the entire thing. After you do that, nine episodes, come back and find us. Yeah. Yeah. Come back and find us after that. Cause, uh, you're going to want to hear what we have to say and we want to talk about it. So, uh,
0: yeah, let's do it. We're going to talk about it, but before we do, we want to let you know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. So I can't stop thinking about that finale. Um, hmm. It's been two days since I've finished it, and it's all I've thought about. And as as I said earlier, I just want to talk about it and haven't had anybody to talk about it with because like you do now people, buddy you do and n- now i do and that's why i'm super excited that we uh were able to do this because holy shit man that was the most stressful finale i think i've ever seen yeah um and just i did not want it to end I did not want that to end i just wanted to keep watching and i j- just wanted more yeah. i just wanted to know what they were going to do and It was so crazy.
1: Yeah. It was basically like watching all the layers of the onion being unpeeled in front of your eyes and questions starting to be answered. And in, in weird ways that it's partially answering your questions, but it's still not, there's still mystery. You're not, you're not fully getting to the point like, but you're just kind of dangling it out there in front of us. You know, if you're listening to us now, you know what we're talking about. We watched the show the entire way through and, um, all four of our characters who work in the severance office oh, have spoilers, finally. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoilers, definitely. We spoilers. Said, we in said case it. you
0: didn't get that, we're about yeah. to spoil it. Right now. You can't now. get, you can't get mad.
1: You can't get mad at us now. Nope. We've warned we you. Um, but yeah, the, the, our four main characters uh, Mark, Kelly, Dylan, and Irving have all worked together to figure out a way how to get there to wake up there any. In the outside world because mm-hmm. this is what they've all been working for they've all kind of realized this company um is up to some shady shit and they want to figure it out and they want to know what what they're down here actually doing they've all suffered a lot um on the inside as well as they think now on the outside so they, they're trying to figure it out so they finally all get woken up and man just like shit kind of goes crazy um I don't know. I just felt the tenseness of this episode. I liked, I liked how it just kept bouncing back and forth from character to character. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew the most about Mark's, um, Audi because that was who the show was basically focused on, like his life outside of work and inside of work kind of, and, and what that relationship means, but man, we got a lot with Irving and, um, well not Dylan so much. Cause he stayed on the inside cause he kind of already saw himself, but the big one was Helly. Um, yeah like she was the biggest jaw drop moment of who she really is. <clears throat> I, I feel like I kind of had an idea. I don't want to be one of those people. It's like, Oh, I knew that was coming. But I remember after the second to last episode when they did a quick shot of her and like uh, earrings and she had a glass of St. Champagne. They wanted you to think that she was a guest at uh, Mark's sister's party, but I was like, you know what? She's Lumen. I know it. I know she's Lumen. And I just kind of knew, uh yeah, but it was, was it the
0: Egan's the Egan family that yeah, she's that like, run the she's Lumen.
1: The, yeah, she's the granddaughter of the founder and the daughter of the current CEO. Um, but yeah, man, just shit was crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, and it, it was hard to know who Heli was, you know, because then you're just sitting there. Well, I guess we already figured out that it, she wasn't gonna be Mark's wife, but It was still just one of those things where you're trying to figure out who they are on the outside and the whole time Mm -hmm. so then when you finally get it yeah i didn't i mean i didn't even see that i didn't see that coming at all it was when she popped up and they said who she was and said that she was an egan and it was like oh my god now you know why she didn't want to yeah um, why she really was not going to let her any quit um why she was so tied to it and then that just
1: is so crazy i was like yeah go mess some shit up now Right. Like your your you doesn't give a shit about who you are out here. Like she doesn't care. You know, she just wants to expose the, that she tried to kill herself down there because of how bad it is. Um <clears throat> Yeah, dude, that, that was that was some tense, some tense shit. And I just kind of loved how that all unfolded there with her.
0: Yeah, it was. And it was there. And I just kept going. They kept talking about the speech. I'm like, get to the speech faster because this whole episode, all I could think about was how Dylan is standing there holding two switches (laughs) apart. And I was like, all right, you guys are wasting a lot of time. Dylan's standing there with his arms stretched out and his glasses barely hanging on his nose for like 40 minutes. Come on, guys. Faster. Talk faster. Talk faster.
1: do and then when Mr. Milchek who is like the the one of the big bads of the show he's like evil the entire time but awesome at the same time. So awesome. When, <laughs> I love Mr. Milchak, But like when he when he came in busting in to try to stop Dylan and Dylan was just like fuck you Mr. Milchak. I lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the funniest shit. Dylan
0: opened this door.
1: Nope. Yeah. Uh that was good.
0: <laughs> John Torturo Tur- Tur- Irving got one of those in there on Milchek too. Everybody was yeah. he called him like
1: he was like you smug motherfucker
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what he said uh
1: that was good Uh,
0: i can't imagine a world in which this workplace makes sense like i need to know what they're doing because like it seems like that's all you would ever get is like rebellion and it doesn't seem like anybody would actually do any work there like it makes it so hard to believe that everybody wouldn't be like heli or they all are but it just seems like from a if you know what's going on, like you're a Milchek, uh, uh, Cobell, you know, and you're looking at some of these people that know what's going on, like just wouldn't it be exhausting trying to keep up with all of these like innies and trying to Mm -hmm. keep them all focused to this point where I know I would be like, I don't give a shit about any of this because this is, I don't want to do this. Like, this is my life. As you said in the spoiler free section, it's like, all you know is eight hour, a nonstop work shift that, I mean, you get in the elevator, and then the the elevator closes, and then it opens, and you're right back at work, and you just do it again, and you get no sleep, and you get no anything. Like, it just seems so crazy, the idea that you have to try to motivate, keep all these people motivated with minimal staffing.
1: Yeah, what's funny is, like, not even funny, but you think about it, and the way this show started was basically Helly's first day in Mm -hmm. Severance, and her kind of being disoriented and not knowing what's going on and rebelling and attacking Mark and kind of acting like a real person would act like where the hell am I who the hell are you what is this yeah and it kind of makes you wonder if that's how Mark and Dylan and even Irving all acted at first and then because even kind of Mark alluded to that a little bit like you know my first day was just like this I was just like you I didn't know what was going on but Helly was like us looking at her and be like oh that's exactly how i would react to you know what i mean she was like the realest one questioning things like this is bullshit what are we doing here this is stupid i don't understand any of this i want out um but yeah so i don't know man crazy
0: yeah when well, it, it was like i said we're gonna be all over the place ladies and gentlemen so bear that's with okay. us But that was one of the things that you're talking about, like Helly and her emotional or his, her, you know, mental status of just like, I can't do this. And it was when she like grabbed that paper cutter and she was like threatening to, you know, let me record a video and I'm going to chop my fingers off and do all this stuff. And then she got, you know, sent her video out to her Audi and then the Audi sent a video back the next day and said, yeah, you know, if you touch anything on me, I'm going to uh, make sure you're alive long enough to regret it and basically like you're going to be tortured and i'm like but she has your body like all right i wouldn't be making threats to someone who i don't know what they're doing with my body for eight hours like and then of course she went right after that and uh, did exactly what i yelled at the tv that she should go do which is hang herself in the elevator Um, (laughs) because that's (laughs) what i was i mean that's what i was thinking i was like hey if you're at that point but then when they when she did hang herself in the elevator i was like no you gotta hit the down button so yeah i was like you don't want to experience that shit you need that for her and then she did and i was like oh yeah."
1: yeah That's so badass. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. And and yeah. in the video when she was watching her message from her Audi and her Audi basically said, like, pretty much you have no choice. I, I'm a person and you're not. I yeah. was like, oh, man, that's some cold shit. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Because <clears throat> th- th- then you saw the wheel start turning on any heli's mind. Like, oh, my God, she's right. Like, I'm trapped here because she won't let me leave. And um, I don't know, man. It, w- it was it was wild uh
0: yeah 100 percent. the other wild part when we talked about them getting out and when they discovered the overtime protocol and when dylan mm-hmm. got when milchek woke up dylan in his home that was yeah the crazy. first time we saw that, that the first was time you saw that all of a sudden he just woke up in his closet and he's like is this my house and he just yeah. man that was so cool i was like what is going on
1: and milchek is just in his face like yeah. everything's okay uh yeah that was some wild that was some wild stuff too dude um even when they
0: ended and then audi that's the only time we've seen audi dylan when he kind of stood up he's like are we done here and i was like oh yeah he's like a completely different dude
1: yeah they all they all went through a lot of changes i don't know we we had irving too with his in the finale we saw a lot of him for the first time his um audi personality i keep getting confused which one's any which one's Audi. his audi personality (laughs) (laughs) listens to ace of spades on like repeat and just paints nothing but pictures of kind of the the hallway leading to the break room um what's your read on that man what do you what do you think is going on there and we kind of learned that he's a former um person from the navy so you're kind of thinking in your mind well did he take the severance program because he wanted to forget a lot of things kind of like how the whole reason mark is in this program is because he wants to forget the grief of losing his wife which we'll get back to um But yeah, just like, it's hard. I don't really have a read on what's going on with the Irving character moving forward. I don't...
0: He was the biggest question coming off of the finale.
1: Like, all of the
0: questions came from Irving's character because he was in his apartment trying to figure out what's going on. And you find all of this information. Maps to people, severed employees, houses. You found names, lists, like his Audi. Yeah, how does he have those
1: addresses of people? I don't know. How?
0: He's... (laughs) he's trying to figure out something so he's up to something already and we don't know what that is and uh any irving just didn't know what to do and he just wanted to go find bert because that's super sweet but um yeah it was just one of those things where it's just like there was so much information they were throwing at you there as Irving was just looking through all these papers and all this stuff in his house. And he's painting the break room, which means he knows what that is. He's, you know, or, or he, there's a lapse or something. He's having dreams, but I mean, there's so much going on in yeah. in Irving's that little weird apartment as he's blasting a uh, motorhead.
1: Um, <laughs> right. Which is awesome. Yeah. So but a lot like, of the
0: music was really weird, but anyway, yeah,
1: he's like the only one of the main four who clearly his severance didn't fully take 100% the way it was supposed to. Cause he's something's bleeding through from his yeah. any to his Audi, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah I'm, Cause I'm, he was
0: having those paint flashbacks or
1: exactly. He was seeing the black paint on the inside that he uses the paint on the outside in his inside. And then, you know, he's paying the pictures on the outside and remembering people's addresses and those people's names so some, uh, it's really for season two, it's really going to be fun to see where they go with that and kind of explain that one because it's very intriguing.
0: Yeah. It, it, all of the intrigue came from the finale and ending this season all came from Irving. Like everything else was like getting the, figuring out that Helly was a Egan and she mm-hmm. was kind of like in charge of this company <laughs> that's doing this and trying to work with the governor to make severance more, like legal and take it outside of the workforce and doing all these things and found out that she's kind of like the bad guy yeah kind of and you know mark obviously you know you just wanted more information with his wife for that and dylan didn't get out but like i said irving was the one that you're just like there's so much stuff that's gonna have to do with season two as part of irving's story compared to the other ones
1: definitely and like We set our main character's mark and he's got a bunch of crazy head explode moments here in this finale too, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, like when he met Rickon, (laughs) when he met Rickon,
0: his brother-in-law but he didn't realize oh, it was his brother-in-law he was there to to get for a reading for the book he's been reading that was cracking me up every time they would show like the way that they did those book reading montages was hilarious oh yeah that it was, was great rickens ridiculous quotes for this book that was changing mark any mark's life yeah he's like
1: a guy who thinks he's smart but he's not he just everyone in real life kind of thinks he's stupid but the way they read him in the severance office is is as if he's some kind of prophet or guru so like when mark mark meets him when he's woken up on the outside he's like in awe of this person that in his real life he just makes fun of nonstop. yeah uh yeah that was that was some fun interaction there between them but um
0: it was so good
1: They got a lot to do in season two to kind of show us where they're going to go with uh, Mark's wife, who isn't dead, Mm -hmm. who (laughs) that was one of the other big surprises early in the show. uh, One of the like episode endings that made you go, what? When they finally showed us the picture of uh, Mark and his dead wife, who also happens to be a worker in the Severance office that um, he interacts with from time to time and has no idea who she is in there but out there it is his wife who for some reason he thinks is dead so man lumen is up to some treacherous secretive mega corporation evil shit dude <laughs> With yeah
0: 100%. i know i was watching that episode he was taping back together that photo and they were going out of their way to not show her face and i was like who is it gonna be we're about to see who it is who is it gonna be and once again i could not tell you that it was miss casey like no yeah. idea i would have never no i never would i never would have never put that together because she was just so Mm. sparingly used like Mm -hmm. she just popped up a couple for the wellness checks and or the wellness appointments or whatever they were which were hilarious as well and uh just her sitting there she was perfectly cast to sit there and be like your audi is a very generous person (laughs)
1: yeah your
0: audi makes people laugh and just her tone of voice and everything god
1: that was so good That was some creepy shit. She was like, you lose 10 points or whatever it was. Um, (laughs) I was convinced it was Helly for for a second. I thought that would be like, oh, here it comes. Helly's his wife. But then like, I don't know, it was a little more shocking that it was the other, you know, female that you see walking around the office that isn't in your mind as much. And you're like, oh, oh, shit. That's his wife. Yeah. Helly. Um, Helly would have been too obvious right and you would have been like oh okay well
0: that's it's still cool but it it wouldn't have had the same thing but Miss Casey being like you said it's pretty much the only two women that you come across in the severed universe outside of uh Miss Cobell which wouldn't have made sense anyway but
1: or Christopher Walken's old assistant and it wasn't going to be her oh yeah it wasn't (laughs) going to be her either so and I
0: guess over in the the I can't remember the name of the division but Burt's christopher walken's division there were some more Mm -hmm. women in there so i guess they could have done more but um just with the interactions that miss casey and mark had you just kind of like it just made so much sense when they actually did it because that was the same episode where they crossed each other going from the break room and he just had all this guilt for getting her in trouble for you know when she was supposed to be watching heli and all that stuff so it was just perfect once again perfectly done i just I didn't see it coming and when I did I was like oh my god um, so then the whole next episode there she was actually in it a lot more it just was so good
1: yeah and that's that kind of that's that kind of twist that makes you think about when they had interactions earlier on mm-hmm. and makes you think about them in a different light like when they crossed each other's paths in the break room like she was coming out and he was going in and they were like face to face and he kind of whispered like I'm sorry cuz he felt like he yeah. got her put in the break room And then it makes you think about that. Like, Oh my God, they were that close to each other. That's who they are to each other. And they don't know, they don't know it. It's just so wild. Um, I know, and the whole time where you're
0: sitting there in that finale, and any mark's walking around this house, I'm like, somebody show him a picture. Like they kept showing these pictures, and right. even Rickon was like, Oh, I have that photo on my phone. And you're Like,
1: he was like, Can I see it? But then he got distracted with something else. I was like, No, you like, show him that picture. I was like, Dylan's gonna Dylan's sitting there stretching out holding these buttons. I was like, At any his little short can, arms that he can't reach. I know
0: his glasses are gonna fall off his face, he's not gonna be able to do it. Come on, you need uh, to tell Mark
1: that Miss Casey's his wife, yeah. And he did find out there at the end, and that's how they kind of ended the show with him before before uh, he gets sucked back into work. He yelled to his sister, She's still alive, and that's where it ended the show. A super jaw drop moment, like, No, don't be over yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm like, What is Devin gonna like? I hope she understands it quickly, or Yes, are we gonna have a bunch of episodes where she's like, What was he talking about?
1: Yeah, season two might just be her breaking into Lumen to be like, what the fuck is this place? What are you doing in here? Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I mean, season two,
0: that's a whole other thing. I don't even know where you go from that because then they're going to be all inies. They're going to be yeah. back in the office. I mean, what are the chances of them getting back to do that overtime protocol to get out again? Well, we
1: know they're all in trouble. Mr. Milchek is going to have a word with them. Um, I'm sure that Patricia Arquette's character is going to be welcome back into the office because she's kind of the one who made sure that it didn't go any further than it did. But uh <clears throat> and she was driving
0: so crazy trying to get back to the office, and I was like, I hope she didn't have that baby in her car.
1: Right? We all thought she did for a minute. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Since we're kind of predicting season two, it kind of leads leads us into what is the central mystery of this show really to you, like? what kind of questions can we have answered like what what do you need to see next to kind of satisfy you in this what are the baby goats for yeah we need to know <laughs> we need to know what the damn baby goats are for need to know what they're for and they're not for eggs like they said yeah yeah i don't know i no, i you.
0: You know, obviously I'd be curious about that, but that once again comes back to the Lost thing we talked about earlier. And I could see that just being something that just never, they never talk about again. And I'd be okay with that. But um, if they tie it in because of Lost, chances are they'll come up with some reason to tie it in there because nobody, everyone's terrified to leave loose ends now. But I, I mean, I really think it just comes down to the lumen of it. Like what is lumen up to? You have Cobell who obviously has been living next door to Mark. And she's very involved in Mark and his like family and what he's doing. I mean, she was pretending to be a nurse to take care of the baby for her sister, his sister. She's, you know, she knows about his wife because she even said in that one episode, does he ever say he see her? So I knew she was still alive when she snuck that in there when she was talking to her sister. Does Mark ever say he sees her? And then mm-hmm. they just like cut the scene. And I was like, oh, Um so it's like she's up to so much and there's so much centered around marcus to and obviously miss casey his wife as to what's going on and i mean that obviously has to be a continuance of that and then the other thing comes down to helly and what does she do now that she knows she's like the ceo of the company
1: <laughs> yeah totally dude and i'm i'm with you on the mark thing we they they're going to have to open up about mark's true purpose and why he is being so focused on because like you said um i keep forgetting her name what's patricia patricia arquette's character's name cobell miss cobell right yeah, she,
0: she had another name as the neighbor but i can't remember what it is
1: yeah um she's clearly like her job is mark yeah she lives next to mark she watches marks audi and any very closely mm-hmm. um And we kind of only know these four characters outside of Christopher Walken's whole department. Yeah. So we know there's a bunch of people down there. Then we know we got our four main characters, but we don't know what else is going on in that building. Are there other departments that we don't know about, or is this truly just something focused on Mark, Dylan, and Irving, you know? Um, And Helly's just kind of like the company spy, so they can tell the story to the outside world. This is how severance works. Look, I'm I'm the CEO's daughter and I'm doing it and this is wonderful a tool we have to help the world and save the world but what really are they what is, what is the end game of lumen I guess is kind of what we're going to have to find out um, the innies don't know what they're doing the outies don't know what they're doing they just know they're doing something They yeah. don't know what the numbers mean um, it's some kind of cult
0: worship thing cuz they kept they kept naming somebody praise gore or yeah
1: Bayer or pray something with a g. I mean, we kind of got the idea that what they might be doing is oh, is it cure? I think it's cure. <clears throat> okay, yeah, we kind of got the idea that they might be trying to Lumina might be just like a big pharmaceutical company that's trying to sell this as a drug or a, or a or a procedure. Procedure for people to forget the bad parts of your life because we even got that one pregnant lady and the Senator who the Senator is pushing severance to the public. And his wife is like, Oh, I, I live, I, I had my pregnancy, but I got to forget all the hard parts of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the actual, the birth. actual bird giving birth part and living through all that. She got to forget that. Cause she severed. If they can sell this to the public is like, you had a bad day, get severance. You, you lost your loved one, get severance. You want to forget, you know, your entire depressing five years of your life we can sever that away for you you know what I mean I feel like that kind of that kind of might be what Lumen is up to in the end um but that's just a speculation so it's really going to be interesting to see
0: well I think that's going to be Devin's arc coming into the second season of
1: trying to figure out you know because she was
0: obviously tied in with the senator's wife and she was the one who was learning about that and doing the research into some of those things um So I think that that's going to be her trying to figure out what's going on on the outside, working with Audi Mark. If Audi Mark ever comes back, because Audi Mark might get stuck as an inny, because if they don't let them leave, then they don't, then Audi Mark doesn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a punishment to keep them in there for, you know, however long. Like it's so yeah it's so crazy to that idea of just thinking that you're i mean and they talked about it when they showed like mark and his hand was all banged up and he said oh they said i jammed it on this thing i was like god that idea that they were like abusing people like that's just so crazy and then you just are like yeah my hand hurts but i don't know what happened it's just like, i don't know oh. what
1: happened and i don't know what happened in there i just walked out of
0: that elevator with some pain yeah i just couldn't i couldn't <clears> imagine checking out of my body for eight hours a day
1: yeah, it's a wild concept. So kudos to Ben Stiller and everybody. Who who would have thought this could have came out of him? Um, but you know, he showed he's got some real some real talent with this. Uh he I came mean, up with only... heavyweights, you know. He's he's got some he's got some <laughs> he direct- ideas in there. He directed the cable guy, man. That was some dark, <laughs> that was like a dark comedy movie. And I love I love that movie. I don't, I don't care don't. what anybody says.
0: No, that's that's honestly one of my favorite movies. I watch it every time I come across it. I mean, yeah. like, whenever it pops up on Netflix again, I watch the cable guy. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, Ben Stiller was in that one too, wasn't wouldn't he?
1: Wouldn't he? The, the brothers, yeah, he had a little small role in that. He should have popped up in this, he should have been somebody in there, but they, yeah, you can I, kind I of you say you cable, were. cable guy, like, planted the dark, the seeds for like dark comedy for this because yeah. it's almost, you know, in that same vein. It's crazy, yeah. I don't know, man, overall. I just love the show. I mean, we kind of talked about how much we like the cast and uh, the mystery to it. And it <clears throat> just kind of delivered in an, unsu- in a surprising unsuspecting way. Um, I just, sometimes a sh- every now and then a show that you're not expecting, will just come along and kind of knock you back a little bit and, and make you be like, damn, that was, that was a good season of TV. And that's kind of what this was for me.
0: I love when that happens. It's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And when you finally get one, that's just so good and you just can't stop thinking about it and it's it's rare and when it does it's just it's what we watch tv for i think it's what we watch movies for it's we want to have that feeling of something that's just hits us the right way and i think this one definitely hit me the right way it sounds like it hits you the right way as well um last question don what reward would you be working towards waffle party dance have weird dancers with big helmets on (laughs) Um, finger traps
1: yeah man would you want the the
0: little uh (laughs) the the glass picture of yourself
1: give me that melon party how about i want that melon party uh that's so weird i don't like i don't like melon but (laughs) (laughs) i i'd take the waffle party if we're talking food but man all the all the party sequences and the dance off kind of things were so weird and just fun uh, every single scene, like that waffle party at the end, just totally—you you get Kubrick vibes from that, like you know, eyes wide shut and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just uh, insane, but yeah, I don't know. Those Give waffles look here. good. <laughs> Those waffles did look delicious, um, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, the dance party,
0: the hundred percent dance party, that was that was a good one. Yeah, was and fun. watching Milchek dance around, I'm—that's gonna make me happy for the rest of my life. There you go. He was so joyous for being a character that had so much just like anger and dealing with so much and frustration, but to see him cut loose and dance around with them and just be so happy, even though these these characters and these co-workers of his are like doing up to something and he knows it. And just this idea that he was still like down to cut loose with them, like, come on, let's do this and just dancing.
1: I loved it. God, that was so good yeah under underrated mvp of the show milchick man a very 100%. menacing villain um just in very subtle ways just like he kind of struck the fear of god into them and was just uh you know that actor did a great job they all did so we yeah. talked about the cast but everybody everybody did a great job great show just um and i can't wait for to see what comes next i hope we don't have to wait too terribly long you know um yeah. Hopefully
0: they're working on season two. Luckily we were able to already get the announcement. So we know it's coming. So luck. I'm glad they didn't wait until after the finale and then make you have to sit and wonder if you're ever going to see the show again. We knew going into the finale season two was coming. And I think, uh, sounds like Don and I are going to be here ready to talk about season two when that time comes. And, uh, so we want to know what you thought of severance. Did you check it out yet? If not, why are you still listening to us? You should have paused it. You should have and paused what are you it. waiting for? <laughs> and go watch it. It's an outstanding. If you like those types of shows, which I think everybody should at least give one a shot every once in a while, um, join the conversation about severance over at, uh, on Twitter at raised a geek or hit us an email at raised at gmail.com. We would love to uh, talk about severance some more on this show. So wild theories, anything that you have out there, hit us up. Let us know. I would love to uh, continue this conversation, but I think that is going to do it for us this week. So for raise the geek, I'm Chris and I'm
1: done. And thanks for checking out the show where geek is all we speak.